I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. One of the headlines of the day that's been a little crowded out by a lot of the other activity activity in our nation's capital is the jobs report for December of 2022. And the top line, the headline, of course, is that things look a little better than expected. We want to go beyond the headlines and take a look at what do those job numbers mean in terms of inflation, the economy, the Federal Reserve, any kind of recession talk. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, your day's about to get smarter, as is mine. Uh, Always grateful to have Jeff Cox uh, on the line with us. He's the economics editor for CNBC and always helps us unravel and unwind all the numbers and uh, get a look at what they mean. And uh, Jeff, Happy New Year and welcome back to the program. Hey, Boyd. Always happy to to be here with you folks. Uh, Happy happy New Year to you. Hope you had a great holiday season. And, uh, you know, the market's on that. Happy today, all on Wall Street. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Let's let's uh, let's roll yeah, it all yeah. forward. So so break it down yeah. for us, starting with just the jobs numbers in terms of uh, how those come. In. Obviously, strong job job numbers. Uh, what does that really mean? And then how is that going to play out and impact the the other areas? Well, this was about right in the market sweet spot today. The non-farm payroll payroll increase of two hundred twenty three thousand actually was you know. Um, comparatively speaking, I mean, it was it was it was the lowest number of the year. Um, it, it was, you know, I think it was actually the lowest kind of going back to the latter part of 2021. So, um, you know, but that's kind of where the market wants to be right now. That you know, they don't they don't want to see you know, big outsized job gains, and more importantly, the job gains came with a comparatively modest increase in average hourly earnings, which were up just 4.6% year over year. The reason why the market likes all this so much is because it looks at it as the Fed's watching this, and it might kind of give them at least a little less urgency that they have to really keep slamming their, their foot on the brake here, and they can maybe ease up a little bit, maybe uh, when they get together again at the end of this month, maybe raise rates only a quarter point instead of a half a point and you know maybe we started to see a pause out there somewhere in the not too distant future as we see signs of the economy cooling off and wage growth uh, cooling as well yeah and so anything else in the uh, in the numbers there uh, that anything that, that surprised you any of the sectors in terms of leisure hospitality or the farm uh, non-farm payrolls uh, anything interesting jump out there or pretty status quo 
Well, you know, we're seeing signs of sort of a bifurcated economy. Um, you know, the uh, leisure and hospitality continues to be the uh, you know kind of the the, the big gainer. Um, and uh, but you know, there there weren't gains in some other places that you might be looking at, like you know, retail and those kind of things. You know, more consumer facing type of uh, type of sectors. So um, that was that was kind of interesting. Uh, I, I, I think when you look at labor force participation, we kind of crept up there a little bit. You know, that one number that we call the real uh, un- unemployment rate fell to 6.5% this month. Of course, that includes discouraged workers, and those people are kind of holding part-time jobs for economic reasons, the underemployed. That fell to 6.5%, which is the lowest number on record going back to data like 1994. Mm. So it really kind of shows that, you know, maybe, um, you know, we're uh, – you know, we're, we're we're still even despite all of the predictions for a recession ahead, the economy sort of still seems to be holding up here fairly well. Yeah, that that is the interesting thing. We'll come back to the recession word in just a second, but uh, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier in terms of the Fed and what they're doing and watching. Uh, do you think this is enough to impact uh, what they do when they meet uh, later on this month? Uh, smaller thing, or maybe put it off a month uh, or to their next meeting? What what do you think happens there? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Well, just kind of one little sampling of that. Rafael Bostic, who's head of the Atlanta Fed, was on CNBC earlier today, told my uh, colleague Steve Leisman that he wasn't particularly swayed by these job numbers, that they, they, they won't really impact what the way he feels about monetary policy right now, which is that the Fed needs to keep its guard up against inflation. They need to keep raising rates even a little further yet. And once they, even when they reach that point where they want to pause, that they need to hold there. I think the market's finally getting that message in that um, we're probably not going to see interest rate cuts in 2023. But, you know, I, I think a lot of this is just sort of a managing expectations kind of a game for the Fed. I think that, you know, they, they certainly want to send the message to the market that, hey, we're serious about this inflation thing. Um, whether that translates into the specific course of action that they're laying out right now is, is yet to be seen. But I think what you're going to just see generally, as far as the rhetoric goes from Fed officials, that, hey, we still need to see more evidence that inflation is coming down before we're really ready to uh, to, to, to ease, ease up on some of this policy tightening. We get to hear from uh, Fed Chair Jay Powell on Tuesday. He's going to be at the Ricks Bank uh, mm-hmm. speaking about uh, central bank independence, but I'm sure 
you know, he'll, he'll, he'll take some <laughs> he'll time to some, talk about policy. <laughs> he'll he'll hint at something there for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And to me, it's always, it's always about the expectation game. I think that's a good principle for us all to learn in so many areas of life, uh, including our families and relationships and uh, right at work. <laughs> uh, that, that expectations is so important. And, and then this other idea of kind of the punch through. Uh, I think if there's been some uh, criticism in the past, it's uh, both uh, from the Fed and other policy matters that we, we kind of hit on something, but then we, we pull up just a, a little bit short thinking, oh, good, we can we can stop right here. And often that ends up creating uh, more hurt or more pain down the road. Yeah, well, what we saw back in, in, in the Fed officials cite this regularly, that back in the 70s, Fed officials mm. confronted with inflation, raised rates when they saw inflation rising. And then as soon as they saw anything that indicated that inflation was easing, they you know, went back in the other direction. They started cutting rates, uh, long viewed as a major policy mistake from the uh, from from the Arthur Burns led Fed back then. Um, and, and Fed officials you know, guarding against that very much saying that, uh, you know, we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna go easy here. We're we're gonna wait to see for sure that uh, that inflation is pulled back before we're ready to uh, to go in the other direction. Yeah. So let's look at that uh, finally around kind of around the kitchen table, both in terms of the the recession word, uh, the inflation mm-hmm. word, and the things that really matter as people are sitting around the kitchen table. What should people be expecting? What do they need to plan for as we roll into the new year? I think a lot of uncertainty, and I know that that might not be very satisfying to hear that, but I I think that the idea that, um, you know, anybody's able to really put their finger on, here's how things are going to go. Of course, the consensus being on Wall Street is that, you know, we're likely to see probably a mild recession. Uh, President Bostic had alluded to that when he was on CNBC today and said, I I think if we do see a recession, it will be short and shallow. But, um, I, I, I think what investors should prepare for is, uh, you know, events happening on both sides of that. You know, maybe they're right, maybe it's short and shallow, maybe it's longer and steeper, or maybe we don't get a recession at all. So I think it's going to require uh, investors to kind of just really look at their portfolios to make sure that they're braced for downside and also have some exposure to upside, kind of that classic barbell strategy where, um, you know, I, I make sure your allocations are in the right place and that they're lined up with what your long-term um, expectations are because I think it's going to be a bad year to try to play things on the short term, to try mm-hmm. to trade this market, you know, because it's just going to be too volatile. Yeah. Uh, great insight as always. Nobody gets more into a segment on this show than Jeff Cox. He's the economics <laughs> editor for CNBC. Jeff, always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for making time for us today. Thanks, boy. Talk to you again soon. All right. All the best. Uh, again, Jeff Cox from CNBC and really helped breaking all of that down. Uh, and as uh, Jeff pointed out, uh, the Fed probably likely to continue with those rate hikes to continue to tap, tap on the brakes just a little bit there. Maybe a little smaller uh, increase, uh, but all of that requires us to recalibrate. But it's all about expectations. Uh, super important to be looking for that there. Coming up next, President Biden's going to the border. He's making some big announcements ahead of the trip. We'll talk about that coming up next. Stick around. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.